This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! of the High Hopes Podcast. We're here to talk about the most important thing going on in Philadelphia sports right now. Josh Harrison, back with the Phillies! Yeah, in all seriousness. Buddy, how you doing? In all seriousness, I mean, we are Phillies guys. We love the Phillies, but like, how about Philadelphia sports, man? Like, we got to cover a World Series like three months ago, four months ago, and now we're covering a Super Bowl, and this is uh is a really fun time, man. I'm I'm uh, I'm feeling it. It's good. It is good. Um, but I gotta be honest. Like, I'm ready for baseball. Like, I know you are, pal. I you know, know you are. You only I, got one more game to go, buddy. I know. And yeah, speaking of other things, it hasn't been that memorable of a run so far. You know. Well, you yeah, you pointed this out. You're dead right. Say what you're gonna say, but it is a hundred percent dead right. Like I don't think there's been an Eagles moment this postseason that would be in the top ten. Uh, versus- Honestly, maybe not the top twenty. Like the uh, no joke, the moment of the Eagles run so far, the playoffs is Hassan Reddick knocking Brock Purdy out of a game. Like that's it. Like there's been nothing. Like like the like. Reese's like third funnest home run is is a bigger moment than that. <laughs> Without I mean, a doubt. Can we agree? Can we finally agree that football is boring? It's like it's once a week. <laughs> like it's once a week. That's why that's why people like it so much. I mean, it's fine. I understand the violence, whatever. But like just in what just in feeling the intensity of playoff baseball, like it's such a it's such a down. Like it's such it's not comparable. It's not comparable. It's not comparable. It's just not. Playoff baseball is just like factually. It is not like some things are subjective. This is not one of those things. It is objective. Playoff baseball is just better than playoff football. It is. For example, for example, like last night I was, I, um, I, I, I watched highlights of game four. No game game. Which one game three, the seven, nothing. No, it, no, it's game four. Yes, yeah, so it's game four against the Padres. Oh, um, oh, Padres. So that was the 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 Gene or no the uh, the ten six game. Yeah, yeah, it was the comeback game. And yeah. but 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 someone on on YouTube put together um like they 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 synced up all of L A and Fransky's calls during the game. So like I was able to hear them and also rewatch like thirty four minutes of the best highlights of the game. And I I remember like we were at Battle's wedding, so I kind of forget the, mm-hmm. the, the beginning of it. But even, well, and it was so long the game that we ended yeah. up getting home and still seeing most. Of it. We were home by like the third inning. I know. Um, and even in rewatching it, I was like, "This is so much more intense." Like, it's just, it's so much more intense. Even in rewatching the games, um, and we've said this before, and I know you do your little Eagles podcast, whatever that is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like Citizens Bank Park is just such a a, a louder more raucous experience than link and like i think the link's nice but they had it with the vet like they like the vet was a legitimate eagles home field advantage the link just doesn't have it like it just does not have the same level of like you know in your face we're loud you know someone sent me last night 
because I posted the uh, the Stott double. No, no, I, I posted the Harper double. Um, where I in that the, game, in that uh, game, the seven six. Yeah, this is my belief seven, in six. City. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Just, it's incredible. Well, it's, pro- it's probably the most underrated moment of the run because in the moment it was a massive hit because it brought them back and it got the, you know, after they had, you know, come back from four, nothing and tied, then they go down six, four, then they make it six, six. And it was the thing that like put, put them in front to stay. And in the moment it was like, you know, price. And then like he hits the Homer the next game. And like at the moment, honestly, I feel like it's like one of the most forgotten, mo- like amazing moments. Like that moment rocked when Harper hit that double and went crazy. Yeah. Um, but you know, like the stadium, uh, like the, the, they, they zoomed in on Grisham and like the stadium shaking. Um, so it's just not comparable. I mean, not. you were, you were at the Eagles games. Like I, I watched it on TV and I can tell you on TV, the LinkedIn sound one tenth as loud as Assistant bank park did, but you were at the games. Like you can actually say you actually went to the Eagles playoff games. You were in both stadiums. Like I'm sure it wasn't close and it's yeah. not a sense. I actually think the Eagles do still, even though the link is not built the right way or whatever it is where it's like, in, you know, keeps that noise in like some other places, like even then, I still think the Eagles have one of the better home field advantages in the NFL, if not the best. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's, you know, there's just nothing like Citizens Bank parking. I've never seen anything like well, that. Like even the best baseball stadiums aren't like that. Well, someone sent me, and, I, and I'm sorry for blanking, but someone sent me like they were at the they were at that game, NLCS game four, um, and then they were at both Eagles games, and they were monitoring the decibel level, and like. Game four was so much louder yeah, I'm than sure. any uh, of the Eagles games. Um, and I know, like, I don't want to turn this into, like, Eagles versus Phillies thing. But, you know, for so long, it's just so validating. Honestly, this is this, <laughs> the beginning of this podcast is strictly for Elliot and, like, and, and, and people like him who, who for years were like, oh, baseball doesn't even matter in this city. Like, the run just validated, like, dude, it was yeah. so much better. Um, and it brought a lot of people back. You know, James, the funniest part about uh, offseason high hopes is that for the last couple of years, it'd just be like, well, we'd still be doing free agent talk or whatever. Um, or we'd be talking about lineups or whatever. The first, like, 25 minutes of every high hopes is just, reliving, <laughs> is just reliving the Phillies run over and over again. And, like, <laughs> I feel like we keep making the same points of, like, the awesomeness of it but i like i legitimately can't help myself it's not every day that they go on that kind of run and you know all of us were around for it so screw it i'm going to talk about the phillies going to the world series every single day uh we do this podcast i think yeah well especially because like you know what's there to talk about like the phillies are good now you know they've proven they can be good they went out and got trey turner They've stabilized the the starting rotation. Andrew Painter's on the way. You know who's going to be a you know top twenty prospect on every single prospect ranking list coming out soon, and and he'll still be underranked. And they've got uh, their bullpen is nasty and like deep, and and all of a sudden it's like. You know, it's like, what do we talk about, Jack? We can't sit here and complain about, you know, not hiring the right GM or not having a smart baseball team or, you know, not doing things the right way or not having or having all these issues with the team to talk about. Like, like, I got nothing to complain about with the Phillies right now. I, know. I got nothing to well, say I got, other than, yeah, hey, Dave. Oh, I talked to Dave. Nimbra- so Dave Nimbrowski was on oh, the midday go. show. You'll like this. Well, here's what I did. I, 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 you'll like this. I got Dave on. He calls in. He actually called in like right as we're coming back from break. So it was like a little like I didn't have a ton of time with him. 
but I played dancing on my own as we we're coming back. Yeah, no doubt. Good producing. Out of um, you. thank you. Um, but I got him when I was like, Dave, I was like, I was like, you know, it's like James Seltzer, WFB series. Like, oh, Dave Dombrowski here. And he's such a nice guy. And I'm like, Dave, listen, I, I got to tell you. I'm like, first, oh, Dave, you're going to be on with Jody Cameron and John Ritchie. I got to tell you. I'm like, Dave, thank you so much. Um, uh, the Phillies are my favorite team. Baseball is my favorite sport. And all we've wanted is a smart baseball team. Thank you. And he appreciated it, I think. Good. I literally said I said that exact phrase to him because I knew you'd appreciate it. Yes. And I knew I hope so. I swear on Zoe's life, I said to Dave Dombrowski, Dave, all we wanted here is a smart baseball team. Thank you for making it happen. Yeah. Like some version of that, whatever. So yes. And there we go. And I just, you know, I've I've genuinely had this feeling for the last, I don't know, two or three weeks. But it's going to be such a Phillies Eagles town. Like it's always an Eagles town. I understand that, but like the Phillies are so right in there. And like, I just don't think last year was some massive fluke and like, they're never going to get back there. Like 93, for example, like 93 never got back after that. It was a period of just dreck and dread. And that's how we got to 10,000 losses and, and, and all of that. Um, but they're just, they're so much better now. They're so much smarter. They're doing the the Sirianni talking about, you know, fertilizing and watering and everything under the. <laughs> hey, the, hey, hey, there will be no Eagles uh, slander. Uh, no, there's not. This there's is only not. Philly's positivity. I love Nick Sirianni. That guy's awesome. I'm very happy he's that good to the Eagles. Hold on. Big question for you. Yes. It's not comparable because it's a different sport. Yes. But who would you rather have leading your franchise, Sirianni or Rob Thompson? That's a loaded. I, I think. I, I and I have a very real answer for this. I just think that football coaches matter. They more matter more. Than I agree. Coach. So I would say Nick Sirianni over. And, and I also do really think like, and I think Rob's great. And I actually think it's like a similar thing where Rob maybe does a little more passively, but cultivates a culture where it seems like everyone has fun and he makes players believe in themselves and he's real positive with guys and, and like kind of gets the best out of guys. And that's what Sirianni does. I mean, like, I know it's hokey and all that, but I, I love his, you know, like, like he is all like that. There's no bigger motivator than love and, and loving the guy next to you and not wanting to let him down. Like, yeah, Nick. Oh, here we go. There's too much, too much. I'm out. I'm out. So I, I dig that stuff. I think it works. I believe in it. You know, I believe in it. I'm an athlete. They're humans. Well, guys. that's because the that's, thing. that's because so, he's basically you. I mean, you I and know. Nick Sirianni are essentially the same guy. Like, like literally, I, we would be best friends. I've been yes. saying this for a while. Like we are, our energies are like right on line with each other. Meanwhile, me and Domper, we're right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Me with the guy who's my age, me and Nick, both 41. He might've just turned 42. I think he's still 41. Uh, you with this 60 or 58 year old, 59 year old man. That is so, that cool. is my wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, although I will say it's so funny. Um, like how they react to great things happening through their teams is probably the most polar opposite of anything I've seen in my life. <laughs> know, like, like remember the video that was ca caught when like Segura got the hit? Or whatever, and he's just like is looking down on his note card, like, all right, who can I bring in to? to I know, like, and game? like, doesn't barely even like smirks, and like yeah. Sirianni at that play would have like literally like run out on the field and picked Gene Segura up in a bear hug if you were a baseball manager. Yeah, exactly right. But um, and, and like, like I'm not trying to discount the Sixers, but like they got to kind of do it for me to believe them. Oh, I'm with you. They're playing but, great basketball, but they have to like get out of the second round. Like, I'm sorry. It yeah. is what it is. But like, it's, it's, I, I just have this feeling that the next like five years 
Um, like this Phillies and Eagles thing. I mean, the Eagles have Sirianni, Jalen, Howie's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, they have yeah. 24, two 24 year old receivers. Well, one's 25, one's gonna be 23, whatever. Like they're so young on offense. It's an offensive league. It's great. And the Phillies, it's like, it's like they already have a core that was at game six of the World Series and like had beaten the team that hadn't lost in the postseason yet and kind of had them on the brink there for a little yeah, bit. Had and, them on the ropes. And yeah. semi, I think, is it, is it fair to say they choked after, uh, after yeah. the seven nothing game? Yeah. Um, they got no hit. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. say that's a choke job. But they had that, they have that core, but they're just starting now to do the things that, that great teams do. And I mentioned this last time and what makes me so giddy and like why I'm not even, I'm not even like worried about them anymore. Like James, I used to go into seasons and like, just be straight up worried all the time Dude. that, that everything's yeah. going to crumble. I know. Us. I know. We heard it on this pod many times. I mean, geez, like I'm so stress-free with this Phillies team because I, I think they are building the East coast Dodgers. And like, I think the Braves are awesome. I think the Mets are going to spend money and they're gonna be really good. I, I, that these three teams are going to fight for this division for the next five to seven years. And I, I can't wait to see it get going. And I can't wait to see these guys get back to the postseason, get back to playing in big games and, and create more moments. Like, I think you mentioned this last podcast. All we said for three years was I want new mm-hmm. memories. And they gave us like <laughs> 20 new memories in, in, in a, a three week stretch. It was insane. Like, the the JT home run barely cracks the top ten. The JT I know, Parker. and it, it, it literally when it happened, I turned to you and I said, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen live." Little did I know I would see the heartburn, which like a million times cooler live, like a week later. You know, it's yeah, crazy. So I just think that um, I, I I'm just I'm so happy with where everything is kind of trending, and you know the trucks are on their way down to Clearwater today, and um you know we were what uh on the 25th of january we were officially a month away from the first spring training games and like if you know me like i seeing spring training games with the seventh eighth inning we're gonna see like mick abel and like the young kids up playing it's like that that's better than the world series for me so um it's beautiful stuff and uh what a, what a, what a little time what a i time know like when was the last time we got to just like revel and 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 the, i think you make a great point about philadelphia sports right now and look it's it's smart people running the organizations you know dave dombrowski has been a godsend you know like both the the roster and the the behind the scenes stuff what they're building like jack said the I mean, Jack, another thing Jack said for years was, I want a Phillies way. I want a, a way they do things, a smart system for creating baseball success. And they have it. They're building it. It's 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 so exciting. And then, you know, Howie and the Jalen Nick thing, like there really is a, a positivity in the scene. Look, I, I still like Daryl Morey. I know there's a lot of people in the city who are not Daryl Morey guys, but I think he's a super smart guy. And um it's it's exciting and look another thing you've said for years that i think we have to apply now we can't say for years you were talking about this team and the experience they just had like we can't say for years years on this podcast maybe like since the beginning this team just doesn't know how to win and then when they learn how to win not say that that's important like it's important that they now know how to win like it is. And well, they're super talented. And they just brought in Trey Turner and Soto and all these dudes and Walker. It's it's awesome. Another thing that we learned is that like maybe the most overrated term in sports is like experience matters. Oh, like yeah. it 
it just doesn't. I mean, players well, we are- saw it with the Eagles. I mean, the 2017 Eagles went up against like literally the most experienced group of of guys, head coach and quarterback and team they could go up against, and and they they won. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, it doesn't. Um, and you know, as as the season kind of plays out, um, you know, I'm just kind of I'm I'm excited to see. I'm excited to head into a season where they made the World Series. That kind of weight's been lifted off their shoulders. Um, and they can kind of just go out and play. You know, we talked at the end of the year. Talked at the end of the year, like, um, they were just tight. And and how they needed to just get in so that they don't have to worry about all this overwhelming, like, are you going to break the streak? Are you going to break the streak? Are you going to break the streak thing? Um, and, and now, like, I keep having to remind myself in a way that Trey Turner's here. Because uh, like it's like it's it's there's been so much other things going on. It just feels stupid to add Trey Turner to it. Like it just feels like stupid. Like sure, yeah, like bring in Trey Turner. You're re- basically replace. Like I love Gene. You're replacing Gene Segura with Trey freaking Turner. Like who? Sure. Uh, what was it on MLB.com or MLB Network? Was the number one shortstop in baseball? Like they added the number one shortstop in baseball uh, to a team that was a game six of the World Series, and you, you you look at that. You look at Taiwan Walker being added as as the fourth guy, and then and then you mentioned it, but Andrew Painter, man, and and seeing him come up and like possibly blossom into future ace and then okay super important andrew painter question for you here okay. you'll finish your thing and then i'm gonna jump in with the super important no, thing. It's all good. i got all right I'm... i got excited about it because so so i just saw um i believe he's number 13 on keith law's list uh friend of the podcast or not friend of the podcast friend, but... yeah. <laughs> um i think i saw him at, uh i'm not sure i saw him like top 12 something like that uh, i think on another list um do do you get excited when you see him that high or does it bother you that he should be higher and he's not higher? How do you, as, as a prospect wonk that you are and a, and a, um, a, like a intaker of all these lists, I mean, consumer of all that you love to see where all these guys are ranked. Like, let's say for the law one, Andrew Painter at 13, is that like really cool that he's the 13th ranked prospect in the sport? Or is it like, yo, he's better than that. So twofold. Uh, one is that like welcome to to uh, opening your eyes. Of course, he's a better <laughs> prospect than I, I think. Grayson Rodriguez stinks. Like I, I I haven't seen it for, from him. Like I don't like the mechanics. I don't like the stuff. I don't like any of it. Um. So like, congratulations on finally finally realized that Andrew Painter, who like has walked under a, a, a guy per nine at double A at 19 and struck out 13 plus is like a better pitching prospect. Real so, quick, like, just for those who don't know, Grayson Rodriguez prior to like these lists, like commonly accepted as the best pitching prospect in baseball. It's absurd. It's, it's, it's absurd. I'm sorry. It is. It is. Um, so like, c- congratulations. Um, I will say like it, it, it makes me happy. It does. But to be completely honest, like it makes me happier than McAvil's on them. Yeah, and yeah. then he's still yeah, like was, I think he's at seventy seven on laws, which because like, I, I expect Andrew Painter to be top ten because he's like been talked about. He's starting to get buzz. Seeing Abel still thought of as in a high uh, regard as good, and I saw dude Griff McGarry was at fifty one on baseball perspective. Baseball perspectuses fifty one fifty one. Um, so that, where was Abel on there? He had to be after fifty one, I would think. Right, they have mad Abel. I think he was ahead of Abel, but I I, yeah. I don't I, I forget. I don't have the I don't have it in front of me, but like. 
you know, it's just so exciting that all three guys are, are generating massive buzz. But my other point, just to like lay my cards on the table, like if it was a hitting prospect, I'd probably be a little bit more excited. Mm-hmm. Like they're just because pitching prospects just kind of, and this is because I've been burned in fantasy baseball for like the last 10 years. Tell like, me about it, dude. I don't, I never get excited about pitching prospects now, like ever. So, yeah, so didn't, the, didn't, the fact uh, that Forrest Whitley just get like picked up off like waivers by yeah, somebody Whitley, like, I don't, like I admit, this guy was like the number one <laughs> pitching prospect to me. It's Lucas Giolito's fault, frankly. It's yeah. all Lucas Giolito's fault. He came, he came around at least eventually, and now he's yeah. gonna get non or like Kopech. Like then he's like had moments, but isn't good. You know, like it's the it is such a crapshoot with these guys. Exactly, it's such a crapshoot. So I guess I've just been burned by it for so long that I'm mm-hmm. like I'm really excited. I can't wait. I think he's gonna be unbelievable here. But it's like I, if it was a hitter, it'd be such a different story, you know? Because like hitters, I feel like just generally hit. It's so much easier to project them. I will say, I will say, I really do believe that in, to your point in playing 20 over 20 years of fantasy baseball. And, you know, I've been in, I'm in dynasty leagues. I've been in long-term keeper leagues, minor league spots, all that stuff. Having done a lot and not to your level, you're a sicko when it comes to knowing the minor leagues and all that. Um, but I will say like with painter, just not even just from partially from watching him, obviously, but really just from, from stats and looking at his profile and his resume, essentially and all that, like it seems like as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be awesome. Like guys who guys who do what he, what he's been doing at the levels he's been doing him at the age he's been doing at, like they're usually pretty awesome. Like they're usually Um, pretty awesome. Like, for example, Jeff Pontas, uh, who does uh, prospect writing for Baseball America, uh, he, he said he's the best pitching prospect he's ever seen. Like, I mean, dude, like, it's not like it's not crazy. It's not. Cra- Again, you pointed out and it wasn't like a ton of innings, but the dude had like a 12, six K per nine and a point six walks per nine in double A at 19. Like, you don't play in double A at 19 unless you're a freaking two. You don't even lace them up in double A at 19 unless you're like a superstar prospect. And this kid is like doing that. Like if he had like a three ARA at 19 or if he had like a, you know what, uh, if he was striking out a, a, a batter per nine and walking two per nine at 19 at, in double A, I'd be like, wow, that's pretty damn good. Like good for you, buddy. Like it's insane what he does. Well, and, and to make it even, you know, get the, get the hype train going even more. Like, uh, I guess he just started like throwing to get ready for like spring training and stuff. So, like, yeah, obviously, you, you shut down your arm. Like, I always shut down from October to about January. Basically, um, the same thing as what Painter's probably doing. You yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I had to get back up to eighty two. One sub pitcher to another, you know. Just guys talking, just talking baseball. <laughs> You know, just just baseball prospect, baseball prospect. I do have, I did have one email from the Cubs in high school, so it's Whoa. it's absolutely no big deal to me. But um, I got but, offered to tour a Union College's campus for football. Nice. You Not didn't want to go that way. route. No, I was never going to play. It was more like a friend of my, a a a, a favorite of my coach. A courtesy who went, who, who went to Union. <laughs> Not a guy. Um, but I guess like he's just recently started throwing bullpens in anticipation for um, spring training uh, at Cressy. And if you don't know anything about Cressy, it's like 
it's where they got Brian Kaplan from, um, who's like the director of pitcher development or whatever. So like the liaison in a way between the major league pitching stuff and the minor league pitching stuff. So, well, things that smart organizations do now. Um, and apparently he was just like sitting 95 already like just already sitting 95 from from day one um and then looking at like photos he's already jacked so um it's just he's he he's the best pitcher he's best prospect the phillies have had i think ever i mean i know cole did the same in my life now in my lifetime this is the best one i mean he's better than don brown who was you know he's the best yeah he's the best he is the best prospect i've ever had I also like that he was there for the playoff games and stuff. You know, we saw him walking around like, all yeah. that. like, I just like, that's kind of, you know, I like that. He, he good. He, he got exactly. It's like Reese is here and he's like, yeah, I spent my whole career and never heard anything. Like, and then obviously just saw it. But like, he's like, you know, from his minor league days now, like we never really did anything. Got there. So he's always like, oh, it's probably not really real. Like, <laughs> I don't believe this. Like painters come up being like, I know what I could do. I know the kind of games I could pitch in. Like, that's cool. I think that's probably at least somewhat of a motivator. Well, and, and people forget that I did say to him, hey, this will be you next year. You so did. Did. when when he's standing on the mound in game six and, and pitching the Phillies to a World Series title, um, just remember that one man again, like I just mentioned, pitcher to pitcher. Yep. Um, he, we locked eyes. I locked said, eyes. Yep. Yeah. And, and, said, to, hey. and you're, and you're tall. You had to look up. Oh, well, dude. Dude, he's massive. I, I mean, know. I know. That's my boy. Huge. Um, and he's got it. It's good. He's got it all. So, uh, yeah. So I gave him a whole like little motivational talk. Um, and I, and I look forward to when they're making the parade speech. I like, gave him <laughs> when he's on the when he's on the float and he's going down Broad Street and eventually gets back to Citizens Bank Park. He's like, "Hey, I was here last year." One very smart, well educated looking fan uh, said to me, "See you next year." And oh, you're you're implying that he would know as Jack Fritz. He's probably like, oh, I know, but I didn't want to get too radio cocky. superstar Jack Fritz told me, "You got this, kid. Next year, that's you." <laughs> Yeah. And it was it was all I needed to hear. It was really the the if I had to look back and pick a moment, you know, where when he's accepting the World Series MVP, the youngest World Series MVP in the history of the sport. Right. I'm I'm just assuming. Um and he and he, you know, my hey, Andrew, can you believe it? Rookie season, you're here now accepting the World Series MVP. How did this happen? Well, Tom McGarver. Tim, game since 2013. I, I was think. gonna say Tom McCarthy, Tim Carver, lots of people, probably Joe uh, Davis and John. I Smoltz said Tom McCarver instead of Tom McCarthy, regardless. Uh, whoever's in the locker room, uh, well, you know, I look back to that moment, it really just it all turned for me when Jack Fritz, radio superstar, said, You got this kid. Well, what people really forget is I also saw him down on spring training, uh, of last year. Walking around the ballpark. You're right. right. People do forget that. So it all came full circle at the Super Bowl, uh, at the World Series. Ooh, uh, Freudian slip there. I know. Well, I can't imagine a city being in the World Series (laughs) and the Super Bowl in the same year. It's like, it's it's, unbelievable, Jack. I mean, like, in all honesty, like, I I started doing radio 11 years ago or whatever, 12 years ago, whatever. Right? Right? I had one Super Bowl in, in 12 years. And now all of a sudden, there's a World Series and a Super Bowl, like, four months apart. It is big fan do this more guys do this more more andrew painter is going to be uh it's going to be better than uh any eagle so that's (laughs) any eagle put up put up the poll 
Who will have a better career, Andrew Painter or Jalen Hurts? Yes. Do you think it's like you know, 99 to 1? Honestly, it would be a mistake. I think Hurts is going to be have an amazing career. Andrew Painter is going to be awesome. Like, I, I, he's, he's a pitcher, so we can't, you know, and like we talked about before, but like, I legitimately, like, to your point, if I had to stake my, whatever, my house on a, a Phillies prospect before they ever threw a ball or swung a bat in Major League Baseball, this is the dude I would, to, to, to this point in my life, this is the guy I would most want to stake my house on. Him and Starlin Kava for me. Yeah, uh, oh. still, still impartial. Oh. I know. Imagine, imagine the guy. You're such you, a new. You you always have the new flame. You're always on. The I new know flame. it's so bad, but <laughs> no. you know, I, I just feel so shameful. Honestly, oh no, Seltzer dumped out. What a loser. Well, I guess it's just me. Um, I, I'm trying to debate if I should keep this in or not. Um, but I was. I mean, should I wait for Seltzer at this point? I guess I could just no. He's back. Oh, never doubted him. What's <laughs> up, the old man? I mean, well, uh, internet went out or something. Wow, embarrassing moment out of you. I I didn't do it. I mean, what do you want me to do? No, you know what? Good. Honestly, it was probably Zoe. So you know, I'll tell you. Before I recorded Zoe, it was like the sweetest thing ever. She she's doing this genie thing. She's into this um genie on one of the shows she watches called Shimmer. And Zoe will like to be like, I'm Shimmer. So you have to like call her Shimmer and all that, or, or a Sky or whoever, whatever character it might be. In this case, the, she does the wishes. Shimmer's a genie. And she'd be like, the, I don't remember, but something like, da da da. This is the second wish of the day. And then she'd say what it is. She's like, I wish that daddy doesn't have to do work and then he can stay here in bed and not go to the podcast. And I was like, Zoe, you're killing me right oh, now. That sucks. That's oh. tough to leave. But then, then I was like, you get, and then she was like, uh, I wish daddy can do his podcast. I think she felt bad that I gave her a guilt trip for it, but it was very sweet. Was I love that you sweet. have to guilt your own, uh, I know. your old she daughter. Being, doing a podcast. Well, not guilt, right? Yeah, she was being very sweet. She four is a good age. I'm in on four. four. Let me tell you as a, uh, you know, for future baby boyfriends down the road, um, and I guess boys and girls could be different. Uh, one and two, you know, nice, you know, they're little. So it's like two is nice, but they're not really a full person. But two, they start to three stunk. We called her a three major, like just a little brat. Most of the time four, we're like, you know, two months into four <laughs> big fan of four, dude. Four has been great. Really enjoying four. So All for right, those well, wondering, I, I look forward to the uh, 2027 Phillies. Yeah, there and, you go. And, uh, you know, my four-year-old. Yeah. Um, crap. What was I going to say? Oh, well, speaking of, uh, there was some, like, six-year-old on TikTok today that, or, or on Instagram Reels that was hitting, like, tanks. And oh, they had, like, elite buddy. bat speed. And I was like, uh-huh. nah, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. You know, <laughs> I need to make sure that I keep the expectations low. After all, he's a fritz. Um, well, eh. let's hope. Let's hope for your sake, like yes. Zoe, that your boy is a lefty, because makes it easier. Let's just say. Yeah. Well, I mean, less for Zoe. Zoe would have to, you know, break some barriers to play a major league baseball. Yeah. Let's be honest. But but it's, for for your boy, a lefty would help. It's it's a it's a bit of a leg up. Let's be no, honest. No, I know. And, and people have asked me, like, are you gonna uh, make sure he's a lefty or whatever? No, 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 no. We've we've all seen Ben Simmons. You can't do that. You can't yeah. do that. But but but, but you can hope you have a lefty. I, again, she has you know nothing to do with word. Just even not as her being a boy and it for the sports of it all. Like 
when when I found out, like when I, she, you could tell pretty early, she would always like lead with her left hand and stuff like that. But when we were sure Zoe was lefty, it was one of the great days of my life. Like it's so cool that she's lefty. It's the one of the five coolest things about her. It's awesome. Yeah, I guess I just hate lefty athletes. You know what I mean? Like what? I just, nah, like they throw what? They throw the football wrong. They shoot the basketball uh, well, wrong. They're, no, no, lefty lefty quarterbacks. I agree. Outraged. I mean, they're kind of cool to look at, but they never looks right. But which is funny though, because did you see that video of Tua where the dude flipped it around and made him look like a righty and it looked mm-hmm. like totally normal? It was yeah. like, oh, he just throws normal. Anyway, yeah. um, I actually think lefty basketball players are like some of the coolest things. Like the, the, it's so much cooler than right basketball player. And lefty pitchers are way cool and righty pitchers. It's just a fact. We all know it. lefty hitters are cool, cool and righty hitters. Fact. Just lefty hitters. Facts. Lefty I'm hitters just are stating cool. facts, Jack. Lefty hitters are cooler. Um, I wanted to ban left-handed relievers at one point last year, so it's hard. But they're to still kinda... cooler looking. It just looks cooler. But know? like, let me just—I think there's nothing. I, I'm a big fan of a power right-handed pitcher. That's just okay. you this know. Is, this is your inherent bias, and you being a righty, and just admit it. Admit it. You want your kid to be a lefty? It's okay. I, please let Jack's boy be a lefty. I'm doing it for you. Well, I will say it's easier to go D one. Uh, what do you think I'm talking about? Here you go. It's for the uh, for you're you're ahead of the game, man. Trying to save me some uh, some some college fund money. So. I'm trying to get your kid to the majors, man. What are you trying to do? I thought that was what we were doing here. I already laid out my plan. Extensive... That's insane. You're like talking about D one scholarships. That should be like a given. I'm talking about the majors, bro. Extensive he, training. I want, I want, I want baby boy Fritz to not even have to choose to not to actually have a choice where he's like, do I want a D one scholarship or do I want to go to the team that just drafted me? That's my goal for baby boy Fritz, who, by the way, when he is 18, I will still be calling him baby boy Fritz. I just mm-hmm. want you to, no matter what nope. you choose, baby nope. boy Fritz. Because when we're doing this podcast, he's walking across the stage as a Philly. It's going to ah. be, that's a future superstar. Yeah, um, it's a good point. It's a good point. So what, it, kind it's, of, it, what kind of podcast title are we going to come up for that one? I hope, honestly, I hope we're still doing the podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why, why wouldn't we be? I don't know. I don't know. Even, like, even if it's just you and me hanging out somewhere and doing it, I feel like we're there. I know. Yeah, because well, like, you never know, you know, where it's all heading, you know, when it comes Not to podcasts and stuff. Well, you uh, think that the internet's going to break or something? <laughs> I have no idea. Look, uh, we got you and I, if, if the world, you know, goes analog again, we'll just sit with a tape recorder and we'll record ourselves talking and then we'll we'll make copies of the tapes. We'll mail them out to people old school. I, I lived that, Jack. Okay, I lived in that world. That was where never a real. That was where, not real. Yeah, that was a real world. We used to mail each other tapes. That was a thing that happened. Mail each other tapes? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Just email it. <laughs> just, just email it. I don't see how I don't see any other way where that would, you know, make sense. So sounds miserable, buddy. Um, But no, I I I tell you what, you know, I play it off pretty cool, obviously, um, because that's what I do. I'm very calm, Um, but I can't wait to be a dad, dude. I can't. Like, I think it's going to be so fun. I can't it's wait. The best. I can't wait to talk about it on this podcast. I can't wait to bring everyone into, you know, our little buddy's life and uh and 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 hopefully everything everything goes well. So, uh It'll I- go well. It's the single best thing in life. I was just talking about this yesterday or two days ago where I was like, honestly, it's sometimes hard to function with how much you love your kid where you're just like bursting with love where you're like, how can I even 
like live life because like all I care about is this creature. It's the best thing in the world. Like it is. And then like seeing yourself in them and seeing them do. And in, sadly, you know, in, in, Zoe, in Zoe's case, you know, personality wise being way too much of her dad. Let's be honest. She is. She is a pistol. Um, but, you know, it's awesome. And they look like you and they do things you do. And they, you know, have little mannerisms that you have or that your dad had or that your, you know, whatever brother has. Like it's, it's, um, it's like, I always, it's so funny because I always say it's such a unique experience and it's not because like most people do it, but to you yourself, it is a very unique feeling. It's something you've never felt or experienced before. That is very cool. You know, well, I mean? end of, end of March, buddy, end of March. Oh, this whole thing is, this whole thing is changing. Um, so well, look at like, this, an opening day baby. How about it? You couldn't have planned it better. So every year your kid gets to get excited about their birthday and opening day around the same time. Like this is magic. Well, and let's say uh, if it happens on the same day, I mean, it's not the end of the world, but it'd be late, for example. Um, mm -hmm. But like I'm the talking idea, about just a general idea. Like I know the lead into baseball season with their birthday is is magic. And like this is going way too far into uh, the old Fritz brain. Uh, um, but I'd be lying if I haven't like geeked out about the idea of like taking them out of school and like, hey, we're going to we're going to the game today. You know what I mean? But at the same time, like I could also be working two to six at that point, so it wouldn't really work. <laughs> um, I think I'd need a big life change, but. Um, it you got, some, you like, got some time for that, buddy. You got some yeah. time. So I, I don't want to spring something on you mid podcast. Uh oh. Um, uh -oh. We're having such a good time. No, we're having a great time. This is that's not derailing from that. But I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a way to maximize our YouTube presence. By oh, the way, okay. If you want to, uh, so should we say hi to people? Is that an idea? No. What I'm thinking is it, it, maybe at the end of every podcast, like until like the regular season starts, at least. Like we could say like, get some questions in, oh, or and like okay. we'll answer. All right, let's. So right now you're saying like the end of well, the pod, yeah. like okay. Yeah, like if if you want to watch it, YouTube, some questions. And you... and so I did see a question before that I wanted to to. Respond I know, to. and I think I think it's fun if we like kind of you Let's know interact. All right, with... so first of all, uh, all the people coming. Hi, AJ, Ryan, Nate, David, Scott, Rotocod. What up, buddy? Brett, uh, Jared. Mailing list is the new auto downloaders. Strong. That's a dual pod fan. Appreciate oh, you, my friend. Doug, I do. That's my people. Uh, my favorite, favorite, favorite people. Uh, Doug Kittrell. Um, Doug, 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 uh, Doug owns the uh, alpaca farm down in Virginia. Oh, just... Doug. Yes. yes that's Love Doug. that. All right. So so we'll get to your question. I do want to respond to this one. Uh, Ryan. Hey, guys. Is Jack comment on ESP stealing his everyday of championship stream idea? Ryan. Um, you realize that wasn't an idea. That was the Phillies played every day. So we did podcasts because the Phillies played. That was never a like, hey, let's do a daily pod. That was just what happened. So but, not to rain on this. This but, was actually, you know, a separate thing with Go Birds. Where I, it's like, oh, I, let's do pods every day because the Eagles are in the Super Bowl when the, they're not playing. So very different thing. But, but you know, I appreciate the attempt to, you know, stir controversy. Well, but, let me just first address this real quick. Um, I will say it seems like ESP has been uh, is been trying to up his uh, uh -oh. ideas. You know what I mean? And it, it, yeah. it feels like every little bit you guys do is pretty close to what we've done. On <laughs> like it's. What do you want? You're the goat of bits, it's all right? Do you cool. know that they every like? I mean, let's be honest. I mean, you do a bit every day on the radio. Did was that your 
did you come out with that out of the the, the brilliance of your brain or is Which that bank? like i don't know a, a radio <laughs> thing that you do every now i don't know do you do something every day or no well some do say that life <laughs> that, that life is a bit um you know you might as well live it that's um, true so i mean are you talking about the top five of five obviously yes. yeah um no, I totally stole that, but <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, made it way better. Like, what other, better, yeah. what other top five gets talked about? Like, can we can we five? just break the fourth wall here? Most things in radio and podcasting are stolen. Like, stolen. there are not that many original ideas left. Honestly, in all honesty, not to pump you up, Jack is maybe the best that I've ever worked with in terms of original bit ideas and stuff like that like i've actually never met anyone who's as good as it as good at it as, i'm serious as good as jack is he is the best i've ever met at it like he is so freaking talented with that but most bits are stolen most bits are redone like oh yeah all the, well you know it just is what it is we like, did you know we did totally like, steal merch hammer is the most popular show on the midday show like that was my idea for the show it's every other sports trivia thing stump the schwab this to that like it's the same thing like we all do the same stuff um and full disclosure we did uh steal emergency podcast from spike yeah uh, was a, of course a, a, yes a spike yes. term so um listen a lot of things are stolen top five five stolen um i hope so totally original uh yeah, was that yeah yeah no i just i like uh i just like seeing if i can get elliot tight i know but if, if i can and, get what he does which he does if he does. you can get him tight yeah he's <laughs> he doesn't like certain things and you you have a tendency to poke those things um nate nate gardowski says guess what the eagles are in the super bowl oh, how go. about talk about that first and foremost um the Philly signed Josh Harrison and happy truck day is the title of this YouTube that you're watching. Second of all, in all honesty, any true high hopes fan listening, which Nate, you know, glad to have you. I'm guessing you're not like a legit. Well, he sounds like a seltzer fan. Like, yeah. He sounds probably, like, uh, which is great. Thank you, Nate. Oh, um, uh, James, hit honestly, the correct sounder. Hit the correct sounder. The Eagles in the Super Bowl. Dang. In all honesty, though, like, is this the most Eagles we've ever talked on a pod? Like it's in the running. Like this might be the most time times the word eagles has been said in the history of iops podcast which they're in the super bowl that's that's fair it should be but you know like well maybe, I, maybe not the pod to complain about it comparative to other pods well and think? i like um i like trying to find little cross sport uh things to where like and i and i and i have been thinking because i have to think about the eagles every single day of my life um you know like i've been thinking about the tra the trajectory of uh of both franchises and where they're kind of going and it's just like because i i bits aside i i do love the eagles yes you're an eagles and, fan and it's and it's guess just what we like we're four for four we love all our teams well, here three for four I mean, yeah um, three for four. i mean the other one do they exist anymore? but that's what that's the one thing i and i were talking about this the other day and i was like i was like why is it so bad that i like the phillies more than the eagles like, why is that such like an offensive thing? To, like, because I guess because because for years people are told like the Eagles are the only thing that matters, and it's like, yeah, like I agree, but they're also once a week. You know what I mean? Like, the Phillies are. It's much more a commitment to like the Phillies. I, well, I always I always appreciated the way the camera went about like, to get, and it's almost like to the point where it's like you know he's almost annoying about how he does it, but like he won't even answer questions on the air about like you know who would you like to see win the next title in Philly or. 
you know, which Philly team do you, you know, has your favorite? Like he won't pit the teams against each other. Like he hates it. He's always like, I like all four teams equally. Like, sorry, that's how I feel. And whether that's true or not, like that's always been his, his kind of message. And I've always appreciated that because like, yeah, we all have our favorite teams and stuff, but, but we all love Philadelphia sports. It's okay to be a fan of all of these teams. Well, and look, the, one of the cool things about these runs has been seeing all the teams like love each other and like all these players, James Harden at the at, at both events, you know, Embiid at the Phillies, all these guys, Brandon Graham, Jason Kelsey, like Phillies players at that stuff. Like it's all awesome. Also, like, I don't know, everyone, everyone's got a favorite, you know, kid, I think. You wow. Know? I mean, wow. Got- you know, wow. I, I like I like the, I like the Phillies more than the Eagles. Sue me. You know, um, I will say the uh, the early two thousands Eagles they definitely were more exclusive. Like they didn't they weren't very well. That, yeah, that was welcoming I mean, to the that other was team. Joe Banner. Joe Banner was like, no, get every we're the big dog. Everyone else should whatever. And they were they were jerks about it. And it was a shame. It sucked. It's awesome now. You know? It is it is a good time. So all right, um, um, everything's Ryan- okay. Shout out to Ryan Darty getting go. Hey, 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 James. Hey, James. Hey, go birds, pal. <gasps> I know. Go birds. Whoa. I know. Dude. I know. Don't don't get too excited. I might need to end the pod where it's all downhill from here. Wow. Um, our buddy Rotocot is correct. I was talking about trading fish tapes in the middle before he caught me on that one. That is correct. We did used to mail each other fish tapes. Concerts on tape. Of different oh. shows, I thought I thought you were talking like Mike and the Mad Dog tapes. No, but people did that though. Yeah, like people used to do that stuff. Of course, I didn't, but people did. Um, uh, can I ask you a question about a comment here, Jared? Here, hey, Michael Jordan didn't invent basketball. Am I missing something here? Well, I think he's talking about uh, bits being stolen and and whatever. Oh, like... I get it. Okay, good, good, good. Yes, Jared, I apologize. You're yeah. right. Good point. Like he's, I mean, he's the best. Bit of a bit of an yeah. Aw, yeah, a bit of an offshoot of it, but I like it. All right, one more. Uh, one more. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, uh, Dan Smedley. Let's see. Oh, our guy. Play. Baseball one with our buddy Dan. Um, Nola or Wheeler, best Cy Young, Dark Horse, future bet thoughts. Do you also want to throw anyone? How about this? Let's let's test Jack all around as Jack the the gambler and Jack the baseball fan, Jack the pitching savant. Hmm. Give us your Cy Young Dark Horse. Period. Uh, Doesn't have to be a Philly. You're the worst, dude. I don't know. Um, <laughs> hold on. Yeah, you're the worst. I really don't. Because like, last, last year I had Rodone before everyone. Well, sort of yeah, before everyone which else. Is close. I know. I wasted five bucks on that because you told me to. Yeah, but did you did you cash out? No, I should have. Yes, Were there good cash out odds? Yeah. I don't, I, don't I, I had like 10. I cashed out like 80. I don't. Whoa. Really? God, you're you're good. I'm not good. Well, I'm not. Thanks, bad. Jared. Jared, Jack, you were right. I was wrong. Sorry, Jared. I apologize. Um, I hope this sounds good to make a... it up to. Oh man, I feel like there's one that I'm missing. Well, first off, I take Luis Castillo in the in the AL. Mm. Um, just oh, my because, keeper team, Love and it. he's in that ballpark. Uh, See, that's a good one. I just asked for one. Boom, you nailed it. I, didn't I know, it. but in, in talking about uh, Patrick Corbin, just kidding. Um. <laughs> Yeah, he's at least he's still only owed like a hundred million dollars or whatever it is. The uh, I, I think that Nolan and Wheeler are going to honestly, you know, kind of not pitch enough to be. I was gonna. That was my exact thought. My exact thought. Um, you know, because I, I think if they're smart, I, you can't like the, the times have changed now. Like 
two years ago, you needed to pitch Wheeler into the ground because he's your only like stop stopper um, to try to get in the playoffs. Last year, they, they shut him down for a month in the middle of the year, um, whatever. This year, we talked about it a lot, but I think they need to manage those innings as best as they can. So, um, like if neither if neither pitches more than 170 innings in the in the regular season, I'll be happy. Um, I think I think 170 should be their cutoff, which leaves them about 30, um, 30 plus heading into the postseason. So that's my answer. I don't think any are really going to be Cy Young contenders. Um, but have you also noticed that with Nola that there's like people are starting to make like the Hall of Fame case for him? No. I like did it's, notice it. It's our, I've it's heard our... all I've heard is the the Simon extension case that people make. People are making that. I mean, look, I, I mean, he'd need to do this for a lot longer, but, but like I... he's always been a numbers have been a little bit better than the the you know feel. Like when you watch Aaron Nola for a season, you don't feel like his numbers are quite as good at the end of the year, and you're here, oh, he's second in F four or whatever, and you're like, you know, he's this and that, and it's like really. Like he's good, but like I never felt like he was one of the five best pitchers in the sport this year, you know? Yeah, well, and I, I think I think his um I think the the amount of innings he pitches adds a lot to that. Cause he is, I mean he's he's a workhorse. Yeah, and no, it's, no. So, it's honestly shocking given the amount of like torque that he puts on his elbow. Like yeah, well, that I, dude, I guarantee you, if someone goes back, you know, five years in the high hopes, four years, whatever, in the high hopes pod, you know, don't do this to anyone. Um, but if they did, went back in the, the, you know, archives or whatever, like you used to say this, you've, you've talked about this years in the past and it's almost become something we forgot about, but you've talked about the torque on the elbow and how that makes you nervous. Like, I remember these conversations years ago. Well, it's because it's, cause it's like not how it's totally like the elbow is literally so exposed in the pitching motion because it goes out in front of the rest of the arm and it turns into like a rubber band effect in a way. Um, and that's how he gets such good movement on his stuff sometimes and the curveball and whatnot. But like, it's, it's not really how it's supposed to work. So, and like I guess a real rubber arm, like that's like a phrase used to hear all the time. He like kind of really has a rubber arm. Well, it's also, I guess, and, and this is where I disagree with so many people with the whole, like, you got to shut guys down and, and whatnot. But I think part of the Noah thing is like his body is just adjusted to it, you know? Um, and I think limiting innings hurts guys ability to, um, you know, pitch through things. Like that's why I thought the Phillies plan last year with painter was so smart um, because it, he was pitching every, every week, but it was once a week. It was, and they, and they went into games like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday kind of starter like again in college or in high school rather than, Hey, you're going to pitch Monday and you're going to come back on Saturday. It was just once a week, but he got over a hundred innings and they're, I think they're actually finally getting back to like playing baseball, which is, a, which is a crazy concept. Yeah. I'm with you. All right. Um, did, did you have anything take bag wise? I, yeah. I, I, got, I, was, I got a couple things. I should have gotten there quicker, but you know, we did the whole YouTube good. thing. This is a, Hey, tune in on our YouTube thing and maybe I get a question answered. We'll do that more next time, especially because as, as Jack pointed out before, you know, we don't really have that much to talk about. <laughs> this well, season. I mean, like, I feel like we should we give going? at least one Josh Harrison take. I mean, it's... oh, my God, we forgot to talk. About, like, that is the, honestly the most high hopes thing of all time. Like, that is 50 minutes to get to the main topic. And that's actually almost like a bit. It wasn't on purpose. I really like that they signed Josh Harrison. Good for take. Two million. <laughs> I really like it. Good I think, take. look, a guy who can play multiple positions. He's a, a perfect kind of fit for what they needed. I appreciate that they went over the second luxury tax threshold for a $2 million signing. It just shows that, like, 
I think they're going to be willing to add guys in season, add salary in season to do kind of whatever it takes to, to push this team over the top when it matters. Uh, philosophically, you know, I think they're, it's like a signing where it's like 2 million bucks, but it's also, you know, showing that they're, they're going to keep plugging holes. Like they're not content to just say, all right, we're set. Let's go into the season because we're under this or under that or at this or whatever. Like, let's go. You know, I, I really liked it a lot. Well, uh, I like that in 2021 under Kevin Long, he batted like 297. He was great when they traded him. That I remember we were like, we just gave him to them and he's been great for them. We were like, oh, that's annoying. Um, so I could play a bunch of different positions. Um, you know, replacing him with Mayton, I think is, is perfectly fine. And that's why it was always ridiculous. Like the takes around the, the Soto trade. It's like, they got a guy that has potential to be a, a dominant reliever for two bench guys that like in a perfect world, don't really play. So he kind of fills that role, an elite clubhouse guy. Um, and with, I don't know why they ever got rid of him. Frankly, like a couple years ago, I, like, we were annoyed about it. We didn't like it when they got rid of him. I, Probably not possible, but a part of me wonders if he can play center field. If like, my one, my one big fear about this team is so like, and I, I don't think it's going to come to fruition, but like Brandon Marsh is a career, like five twenty OPS guy against lefties. And I know that's like different because he came here and was a different player. Um, but he has even the postseason, And even when he came over and was still bad at two eighty or whatever, two eighty eight, it's not like he was ever, crushing lefties um and i know we can do the whole theory of like well as long as he plays good defense in center field who cares and i'm in that like i'm giving i'm giving brandon marsh like he, he's starting every day for me if possible but there's a part of me that wonders and this is probably something they could handle the trade deadline like do they have a righty guy a righty hitter that can play center field you know if they are facing a nasty lefty and want to give him a day um and i guess it's dalton guthrie but i mean dalton guthrie like barely played last year um and he seems like a, a, all the, the the minor league guys rave about his like grittiness and whatnot so maybe he is um but i, I there's part of me that was like i wonder if he can do it i don't think he can um because he's getting older um it'd but... be tough he's done he's played center in the past the time is tough but um look i think Look, I think you're he's definitely someone you can pinch it late in games for Marsh. I think you go to him and maybe make a double switch and put someone in center or whatever. A double switch without pitching is a fun thought. Um, but I also think that um, look, he's gonna be the eighth or ninth hitter in the lineup. He's gonna play the whole season at the age of twenty five. He just turned twenty five like a month ago or whatever. So um, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm willing to give Marsh some reps against mm -hmm. lefties and 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 see if he could develop and stuff because he is really young and he's still learning and we finally have him here with our you know guys with Kevin Long and stuff. So I think you give him a chance to to figure it out and if you can, I think that's something that you do supplement. And look, look, they know Guthrie better than we can, we do in the limited spots we saw him last year. You know, he's fine. I have no problem with him. What if the guy we got last year had a couple big hits here and there and made some plays in the outfield like fine sure you know that's i think it's okay as, as a as a you know fourth outfielder to play multiple spots it's fine but i agree with you i think look and i think this is such a sign it's actually funny you know to wrap it back to the the eagles again like we've been doing all pot it is kind of the funny thing where you know with the eagles in the super bowl where you know, the thing we're most concerned about with the roster is like, oh, can we get Aaron freaking Sipas back? Who's like a horrible punter to begin with, but he's better than Brett Kern somehow. So it's like that that's like the 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 last thing that we're worried about. Like the only thing it's like this Philly team is so good right now that you're sitting here being like, eh, let me tell you, a little worried about the fourth outfielder backup center fielder spot. Like, 
you need a dude there. And, and maybe Guthrie's the dude, but I'm not sure he's the dude. Like, that's what we're talking about. I think it's a really good sign of where the Phillies are at. Not a bad franchise. Um, <laughs> uh, some other things in the take bag. Uh, Real quick, again, 50 minutes to talk Josh Harrison is... I wish it were a bit because I would feel better about it. I feel kind of dumb about it, but in, in hindsight, it's quite funny because it's right like a bit. Yeah. Um, Pat McCarthy is a total traitor. Uh, um, I'm done with him. Done. Yep. I mean, I, you know, should we, so you might be, I mean, we know he's a fan of the pod. He might be listening to this right well, he's now. He's probably finding a Mets pod, right? And probably should we tell him he's not allowed to listen anymore? Is he banned from listening? Well, we, need the, we need the downloads. That's um, true. But- should we tell him to download, but not listen? Yeah, that and also lose our numbers. I think is the, <laughs> is the two big ones. The uh, Mets. I know, I know. I it's just, Tom going to disown him? He might have to. Might have to make sorry. You're not family anymore. This is if he's this a real, if he's more a important. real Philly guy. Yeah, yeah, if he's a real Philly guy. Yeah. So, um, Pat McCarthy. While I guess I'm happy for you. Um, also a massive trader. So, um, hope yeah, the Mets it's sucks. one of those. I'm happy for you, but you're dead to me. Like it's right. That, that, you know. It's okay. I'm, on... I'm good for you. It's over. Like, don't talk to me. But, but good for you. Congrats on taking the Cohen money or whatever. Yeah, like, sure. it, yeah. it's probably their biggest free agent signing, I guess. Um, we'll see if he passes. They're, certainly his... their best. That's for sure. We'll see if he passes his physical. I know they had some trouble with that. <laughs> um, with with the Correa thing. So, um, Pat McCarthy. Don't forget us, little people. That's, you know, there was only one podcast that forgot to delete out part, a portion of it that shouldn't have gone on, on the podcast when talking about Affiliates Minor Leaguer, and that was us. So I don't um, even remember that, by the way, but I'm sure it happened. Oh, it was so bad. I mean, it wasn't like bad. It was just like, this should definitely not be it. Um, so uh, Pat loses number. Don't listen, but still download, but definitely don't listen. And I uh, hope they don't make the playoffs in any time that you are the broadcaster there. Yeah, that fully agree with big time. Again, um, don't listen. Download. Don't listen. Right. I think that's a pretty pretty strong line in the sand there. And uh, we don't curse on this podcast, so I'll end it there. <laughs> um, Scott Rollins, Hall of Famer. How's it make yeah, you feel? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> oh, God. like I'm sorry. Like I watched his whole career. Like Not every game and all that. I know that, but like... Like, he just wasn't a Hall of Famer. He was a really, really good baseball player. Like, a damn good baseball player. He wasn't a Hall of Famer. Like, at no point did I watch Scott Rowland play baseball and be like, that's a Hall of Famer. Not once. Not one time watching the dude play. So I call him. Like, can we just have really good baseball players now and, and not put him in the Hall of Fame anymore? Just because there's no one they want to put in. They don't want to have a year without putting someone in. Like, it's just... You know, like, I'm so out on the hall. It's super frustrating because I care so much about it. Like, and that's why I still get angry about it because, like, the little kid in me is just, like, devastated. The one who's sitting there watching the, the 500 Home Run Club videos and the Mel Allen Twib notes and all the stuff we talk about. The one who's, like, you know, like, learning about who all the Hall of Famers are in the history of the game. Like, he's, he's devastated about how he feels about the Hall of Fame now, but Aaron freaking Baines and Scott Rowland and all these guys are in the Hall of Fame. Like, anyway, that's how I feel. (laughs) We just, we don't have to make it so hard. It should not be this hard. Either you're a Hall of Famer or you're not. And like, I hate the campaigns. I, I, I hate having to use war. 
Like, you know, I, I think that Hall of Fame standards are obviously tra- uh, changing. Like, no longer are we going to see 3,000 3, hits, 500 homers, stuff like that. And I think more and more as we go along here, it's going to be more seven-year peaks, you know, like the, the Jaws score in a way, um, where it's like seven-year peaks are going to get in rather than like, oh, you got to play for this song. It's just like, why do we have to put people in the Hall of Fame that like obviously are not Hall of Famers? Like he's just not. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's he's the definition of Hall of very good. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to sell tickets. Scott Rowland's not selling tickets. This isn't the takeaway from Scott Rowland. Like whatever you got in the Hall of Fame, happy for you. But like, we, it's just it's such a it's such a down like it's such a not Hall of Fame thing to do. Um, and the fact that he's in like the players on the ballot that were like 10 times better aren't in. It's just like, it's such a joke. Um, now with that being said, Chase Utley better be in the hall of fame and well, I will start. Absolutely. I mean, Chase Utley's way more ra- a hall of famer than Ron, like Roland. Like it's like at least Chase Utley, like played at an MVP caliber at points in his career. You know, at least he was the like definitively the best player in his position, like definitively one of the five best players in the sport multiple times in his career. I mean, like Rome was never that stuff. Like it's just, and, and you know, like we're, I love stats. I'm a big stack. guy. like the stack guys have ruined it. Like it's all this, like, well, he had this, like you said, this war over this period of time. Oh, look, only three players have had these numbers. It's like, I don't care, man. Like, I watched. I saw. He just wasn't a Hall of Famer. I'm sorry. You, there's no amount of numbers and stats that you can throw in my face. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, maybe I guess he was. <laughs> so annoying. Agreed. Scott Rowland, congrats, but no, not a Hall of Famer. And yes. No. Yes. The, the stat people have ruined Hall of Fame arguments. Just use your eyes. Yep. And and I, use the old school stats. Sorry. They yeah. just use them. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I don't know how we went over an hour for this, but it's like, honestly, amazing. I love talking to you. I think that's really all it is. Because yeah. there really I, has been nothing. that We took 50 minutes to get to Josh Harrison. What did we talk about? I don't know. It's been great. Yeah. And been. look, you're you're going to, to, to the Super Bowl next week, so we won't do a pod next week. So, Well, yeah. it might be too much football for me, so maybe I'll yeah. have to <laughs> take a break. Yeah. Well, I've got like I've got events like th- five nights next week, and it's 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 Super Bowl week, buddy. You gotta you gotta do what we gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So if we don't talk to you, I guess I hope the Eagles win. Um, <laughs> he does. He does. He really. Just does. remember, hey hey, just remember, if not, baseball season's right around the corner. There it is. There it is. And everything will go back. The, the world can go back to being happy. So don't get too down if they lose to Mahomes and Andy. It's whatever. It's basically just another game. Philly season's coming. I'll give you a good one. Um, so uh, one more Zoe thing before we leave us as I'm queuing it up for when you start talking about baby boy Fritz all the time on this pod. Before we came down here, when we were doing the whole, you know, during the pod thing, um, she was asking me for wishes so she could do the genie thing. And one of the wishes I said, because I know she likes to go like, or whatever with her mouth. That was my mouth for yeah. those listening to the audio phone. Gotcha. Um, um, she likes to make like, you know, fart noise with her mouth. And I was like, I wish for Zoe to make a fart noise with her mouth. She did the whole thing. Blah, 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 second wish of the day. And she goes, fart. And I died laughing. And it was maybe the funniest thing that ever happened. Pretty good bit. That's good. That's a, a good. It, was a, it was a good bit. So that's like yeah. way too, that's way too quick witted for her. Beyond form. her years. I was very impressed. So I'll leave you with that. Very quick witted. All right. Um, we'll be back. 
after the Eagles win the Super Bowl. Talking about Philly but season. They're going to win. It's all good. It's all good. No. And then we're going to talk about the Phillies and then the quest for a World Series, which they're going to win also because Philly is the new Boston. Let's go, Jack. He's for it some salt. We'll see you later.